Let's uh, bring in our first guest now that we've covered the top stories, some key levels in the indices to watch. And, well, I want to talk energies with David Williams. He's an investor. He's a forecaster at Page Trader. Del David, welcome. Good to have you with us. Before we talk energies, I was just pointing out how rates on the rise combined with the U.S. dollar to new highs, 24-year highs against the yen, it's weighing on the indices. Yeah, absolutely. It's weighing on the indices. Uh, S&P has... Uh, all the indices, the Dow Jones, uh, NASDAQ, and so on, are still under tremendous pressure. Um, the dollar is in remarkable position. I think most people would agree that uh, it's a surprise to see the dollar at the levels that it's at. And uh, while we don't specialize in the dollar, we do follow it, and we do believe that it is putting pressure uh, on these markets. Uh, if I can say for a moment, the S&P itself continues to show larger scale weakness, Ben, in our work by having failed to reach $4,367 back in mid-August. That was a very peculiar mm. miss. And more recently, uh, having failed to reach 4024 on the upside on August 31st, and again on September 2nd, they couldn't reach 4024 So it is our position that the S&P is in a much larger scale downtrend and there are significantly lower prices that are likely before this downtrend is over. Speaking of that, we're looking at a weekly time frame, and it certainly appears as if we shifted in terms of that very well-defined trend we had seen off the pandemic lows from 2174 up to the all-time highs of 4808. And I could bring more time into this chart and go all the way back, uh, 10 years back, and you'd see even longer in the tooth uh, the trend that we've seen to the upside here. Talk to me, though, because you mentioned the miss at 4367 uh, mid-August, 4024 into the end of August. And uh, recently, uh, as we begin the month of September, some of those uh, failed attempts at the auction to the upside are reflection of bear market type scenario. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, we've been pointing that out to begin the week, basically. The failed attempts to get higher and limited amount of time spent at these upper levels is about what you'd expect to see and characteristic of a trend environment to the downside. Oh, no doubt. I think uh, anybody who looks at the market would have a tough time saying that it's in a bullish position. Uh, since April of this year, our mm -hmm. yearly S&P forecast has been that the S&P will trade back down to 37.30 or lower in 2023 and likely complete that 3730 by the first quarter of 2023. They could go lower than, than 3730, but we're quite certain they will be back down there in 2023. Additionally, we're watching in the month of September about how they handle any further test of 3870, just okay. sort of nearby where we are now, to okay. 3860. Because we think normally in September they would want to test that level. Again, we're not very far from that level right now, but we think it's important how they handle it when they get there. And if we start breaking it, you know, the bear trend continues. Uh, that is uh, solid. I like that. And we're going to keep an eye on that 3870, 3860 level. And to the point here in terms of uh, your call back in April, I mean, we were trading 4,600 at the time, okay? So uh, yes. just to our viewers, to be uh, clear, David's been spot on these levels, in not only in terms of the indices, but also as far as the crude and, you know, kind of tying this all together, one could argue that uh, some of the weakness we've seen in the indices in crude tied to demand uncertainty. Let's talk a little bit, uh, David, about what's playing out as far as some of the energy levels, because we're back down around 85, 80, well, 85 to 90 right now. We've kind of found comfort in over the last few days, it seems like. 
uh, below 100, not far from, but still holding above some support right now. Really haven't opened up the door to the downside relative to what we've seen in terms of some of the other commodities. And, for example, uh, gasoline. Arbob has come off significantly relative to the WTI. What are you looking at as far as levels there? Well, first, fundamentally, uh, and I know you know this, OPEC recently decided to cut production targets by about yep. 100,000 barrels per day. And that's not that big a deal. Uh, but it has, you know, that's a relatively minor production cut. And it comes as a surprise, I think, to many energy analysts who expected OPEC to stay the course okay. with its production policy. Our forecast for crude oil, as you know, is that if crude could close monthly and particularly in the third quarter of this year, uh, above 88 to maybe $87, then we would expect crude to go back up to 118 to 119 and do so in the fourth quarter of this year. That's a kind of a big call. As you can see, though, we're not really doing that well at the 87, 88 level. The month hasn't closed yet. The quarter hasn't closed yet. But we are concerned because, listen, if they can't get above $88, then I would expect in October to see 82 to $81, mm. if not mm. lower, in crude oil. Mm. All right, 83 to 81. If we uh, can't hold these levels here, it sounds like. Let's talk a little bit about, yep. and you mentioned the fundamentals here, David. Uh, for a technician, it's nice to have confidence in the levels and the patterns that you rely on because when markets become this dynamic as we're seeing right now with energies, the fundamentals, for example, you've got OPEC, you mentioned, you've got the US dollar we were talking about a minute yep. ago, but more towards indices, but uh, obviously a factor when you're talking about crude, uh, strength there oftentimes weighs on crude, it weighs on demand in general. Russia cutting off supplies now. I mean, so you, you know, headline yep. risks, you've had, ultimately it's tough to determine what exactly is driving price sometimes to these levels. So to be able to identify these levels becomes more significant or lack thereof in terms of ability, as you were just pointing out, as far as some of these, uh, you know, price targets. And oftentimes I make it real clear, it's not so much if you can get to these levels, but oftentimes it's as significant or more significant if you can't and the retreat away from them. Yeah, that's well said. And in many cases, we will say something as well, which is that it's not just the market getting to a level. In many cases, it's how it gets to that level that makes all the difference. Um, as an example, much shorter term, Ben, <clears throat> meaning that just between today and tomorrow, if crude cannot rally to $91 or higher by tomorrow or Friday, then another test of $85.80 or lower will occur by tomorrow or Friday. So crude's kind of at a critical juncture here, just on a very short term, and traders can think about that initial outlook, uh, again, that if crude can't touch $91 by Thursday or Friday, we think it's gonna have to come back down to 85.80 into tomorrow, Thursday, or Friday. So putting it all together, I like blending the uh, technicals with the fundamentals, even though we don't make actual trading decisions off of fundamentals. Mm -hmm. They can be very useful, and some people are very skilled at mixing the fundamentals and technicals, and uh, I'm working my way over there a little bit myself. <laughs> Personally, every time I've tried to mix the, well, when I've traded based on the fundamentals, I oftentimes find myself basing on emotion as well, which is why I like the technicals. It helps me kind of stay away from that and become a lot more less emotionally detached. Uh, um, Talk to me uh, a little bit about, um, well, obviously, when you're talking about crude oil right now, you've got some of the supplies that apparently have been getting through uh, India, through China, from Russia. So it adds to the kind of uh, uh, you know, dynamic aspect in terms of what's going on in terms of the fundamentals. But anything in terms of natural gas that we should be watching, because we're going to be talking a little bit later on in the show about uh, the impact that higher prices are having on the U.K. with the new prime minister, yes. her efforts to combat uh, rising energy prices and cut taxes, ultimately, some 
$200 billion package ultimately. Talk to us about natural gas levels that we should be watching, David. Yeah, you know, we don't have a really super specific forecast, Ben, but I do want to say with natural gas closing above $77.50, mm-hmm. or uh, we, we believe a quick test of potentially 81.70 would be uh, something that could happen into September 7th. But it's not something that we're trading. Uh, we, have to, we have to pick our spots very queer, carefully in natural gas because it is such a beast. And it is a wonderful market. One of the most volatile markets on the planet is natural gas. But you do have to pick your spots carefully. So my comments on them today, I don't think we, we're going to trade those, but we are watching it and we occasionally do put out forecasts for natural gas, but they're at very specific points. We do, of course, a lot more in crude oil and the S&P. David, we'll have you back on in the near future to check in on those levels and uh, see if anything stands out in terms of the natural gas. But do appreciate you joining us to break it down in terms of the ES. Uh, and crude oil, the WTI, two major focal points for investors and traders. And uh, you can check out David Williams, his investor, he's a forecaster at Page Trader. David, thanks again to you. We're gonna-